But for me, I think the impact of having such a definitive event helped me because I know not everybody gets that kind of definitive event where it's 24 hours. So, but that helped me like every time I would doubt, I would kind of look back and go, that was such a weird thing. It's gotta be like, I can count that that was real. I'm just gonna keep going. Welcome, I'm Peter Williams, and for the past 10 years, I've been connecting with thousands of people from the stage and online to help them discover the importance of spiritual and energetic practices so they can thrive with confidence, clarity, and purpose. It is time to awaken your connection, align with your soul, and achieve your own inner power right here on the Inner Power Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another Inner Power episode. I am joined by the lovely and absolutely awesome Sarah Wiseman. Oh, my God. If you haven't heard about this lady, I tell you what, she's only recently come into my world as well, and it's divinely timed, but all for multiple reasons, which we've just discovered by having a chat before getting onto the recording. But just to give you the quick intro, but she's going to let you know, but Sarah has written over 16 books, award-winning books, helping all in spirituality. If you want to go check her out, she's got 1,200 podcasts. This woman is a plethora of information channeled through and helping people. Ah, I can't wait to get into this, but let me, before we get into it, let's just discover who Sarah is. So Sarah, first and foremost, thank you so much for your time and thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Peter, with you. Thank you. Glad we connected. Oh, look, it's, I love it, divinely guided, timed, yeah. everything, the way it kind of comes through. And I just love the fact that I'm like, yay, I can pick someone else's brain and knowledge. And it's always about uh, expanding it as well. So I know like your website is like a great library <laughs> of information. But for those who don't know you, just give us a quick rundown of, you know, where you are right now. Yes. Okay. So right now I am a psychic. I am a channel and I teach my main thing. I can do all that stuff, but my mission here on this planet is to teach people how to connect to the universe and how to just connect to all of this guidance that's the universe is thrown at us every single moment. Like that's what I teach. So I think I'm a teacher of intuition. <laughs> I like the way it's like kind of laid in there. I do it, but I teach it. Like, because when it all, yeah, when it all started happening for me, for some reason, I couldn't, you know, I'm sure there was a bazillion books, but I couldn't find them for some reason. And so I just started experimenting, like, how does this work? How does this work? How does this work? And that became, unbeknownst to me, that was going to become this way of teaching that's kind of like a little more modern and uh, like, kind of let go of a lot of the superstitions of the past. And now I have a whole way of teaching and it's been really cool to take people through that and have that them have those experiences too. You call yourself the visionary teacher. Can you explain that more for the people who are tuning in? Yeah, well, there's two parts. One, you know, sometimes ancient wording is like you talk about third eye visioning, you see in your mind's eye uh, psychically. So there's the visionary part, but then there's also the visionary part of, um, so I'm a Aquarius, so I'm kind of a rebel. I, I like don't follow any <laughs> rules. And so there's this visionary part of like, yeah, that's how we did it in the past. Like, well, how do we do it now? Like, what is, what is the future way of doing this kind of work of, of connecting to guidance? So 
how else can we do it? What's a new way to do it? How can we go faster and, and dump some of the older methods away? So really discovering and, and bringing into the modern. And I think that's where you and I really do connect because it's the same thing of, you know, it's kind of stepping in. Like even for me, it was about like, yeah, the psychic, the medium, the intuitive, like the healing if I really wanted to do it. But then it was like, there's more. Yeah. And there's yeah. more. And I think the same thing, your mission, your purpose, that's where we really align. Same thing. I'm like, I've got to teach people these to tap into this more. And that's where it kind of comes from. But it's interesting. How do you look at your journey going from being that and working your way through to becoming the visionary teacher and getting yourself out there and teaching all this? But it hasn't all been smooth sailing, has it? <laughs> no, the the boat capsized many, many times. <laughs> I love that. That is the, the easiest boat, way to explain the boat, the boat capsized. capsized. It was it's sink or swim. Yeah. It was sink or no, swim. Yeah, yeah. No, it was awful, actually. I was psychic as a kid. I was a medium as a kid. That was all there. But when I the where I grew up, I'm on the west coast of the US. Where I grew up and when I grew up, there was no language for that. That we didn't have, yeah. I'd never even heard the word psychic until I was, you know, much adult. So I had all these experiences and uh, what was given to me was uh, you're a very imaginative child. Ah, the old, <laughs> your, your imagination you good, is too yes, much you have a good you. imagination, yes. Yeah, and so life went along and then I was living a very, very mainstream conservative life. I, I Ooh, worked nice a choice very of words there. <laughs> Mainstream conservative, uh, this idea of like being the good girl. And I was just, I was married, I had kids, I was working. And it was just, you know, just don't look at any of that stuff that had happened as a kid. Just that's not allowed. And then I was on a plane and I had a uh, oxygen mask came down and all the oxygen in the plane went away. We had to make an emergency landing. It wasn't the near-death experience, you know, people always talk about they're on the operating room and they see the white light in the tunnel. It wasn't that, but a plane uh, just filled with source, I guess. I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I walked off the plane when we did land. We were all okay. And I was completely different. And it just like clicked back into, remember when you were a kid and you're, you were psychic and it there it was again and everything just opened up. And I kind of think, that's what it took for me because I was so stubbornly, you know, with the blinders on. But I really don't think not everyone's as stubborn as me. Like you don't have to have you don't have to have that experience to wake up. Uh, I think that's a good reminder. Yeah, yeah, Remember like, everyone, you do not need to be on a plane yeah. with an emergency landing in order yeah, to switch into exactly. the spiritual side. Yeah, don't try this at home, you know, that whole idea. But no. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. It's like it's the warning on the on the label. Do not try this at yeah. home or you know, yeah. No, it just it was just what I needed because I think I was so locked into, you know, trying to live this one way and the universe was like, No, that's not even your path. You're living you're totally living on the false path and you think it's the right thing and, and it wasn't. And and then it was pretty scary to, you know, come into this other world that I really didn't have any background in and so when you talked about were there problems on the way, yes, like at opening, I got divorced, I lost my job, my father died at that same time. Like, so all these pretty rough things happened and it was several years of just kind of grappling with, now, I don't really want this path. I kind of liked the blinders or 
um, I don't really know how to do this, or I don't even know what this is. So there's this multiple years of just kind of wandering around going like, well, what do I do now? So it's interesting. I just want to do, because I really find that point so like it's interesting. And I think it's a really great point to stress for our listeners. You had multiple years where you're kind of just floating around and yeah. you were, would you say you were resisting it in some shape or form or you were just kind of, because you're saying there, you wanted to go back to yeah. that other path with the blinkers on. I was highly resisting it. In fact, my dream at that point was, I'll just say it anyway, I have said this before, it's so embarrassing still, but I wanted to be, I don't know if you have this term there, but I wanted to be a chick lit author, which is like women's romance. <laughs> <laughs> because I was a ra- <laughs> There's nothing wrong oh, with actually, that. I have some clients who are no, exactly that. Great. So no, aware. it's good. It's just, it's, it's totally fine. It's just that was so not like where I was going to go, but that's what I thought I was going to do. And I would just go and pretty much be arguing with the universe saying, you know, I just want to be this novelist. Can't I just do this? Can't this be what I open up into? And nothing was working. And then finally, there was one time I was on the beach and I was just crying. I was so angry because I wanted to be this novelist and nothing was happening. I just got rejection after rejection after rejection. And I finally said to the universe, okay, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Just like I will let go of my idea. And the next day, this agent contacted me the next day after that and said, basically, like, we really hate your novel, but would you like to? But would you like to do um, a book on channeling, right? It was and like like what? What? Yeah. So so it was just kind of like, and of course it was like, yes, I'll do the book. I didn't even care. Um, <laughs> so this is all like like twenty four hours before you're literally on the beach, bowling eyes yeah. out, going, I'm over this. Like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm just like surrendering. Literally twenty four hours. Yes, it was the next wow. day, and and I just thought this is the weirdest thing ever. And I just said yes, and that was the start of all of it, all of it. And it's because I let go of what I think it is now is I let go of my idea and I let I I stopped being in charge and I just let the flow of the universe take me to, you know, the particular destiny that I'm supposed to have. Like everybody, I'm not the only one that gets this flow, like everybody gets it. Yeah. Everyone gets this flow and we all have different destinies, but I just finally surrendered to mine. And then there it was. There's a massive word right there, the surrender. Yeah. I what a great way. I'm gonna lead in this. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Okay. It is a it's a I love the word. It is I find it kind of like a constant lesson within my own personal life is learning to okay. Right, I'm surrendering this one for the greater good of wherever it needs to be. But for those who are uninitiated, and I know because I've, I've got uh, you know clients and I've got people who are on social media, they go, Pete, I I know the word surrender, and I've read this book, or I still don't get it. So can you just we're gonna get a little bit off topic here, but I think it's really good. what was how would you describe or how do you teach your people and in members and stuff like what surrender is. I think two ways of thinking about it could be useful. One would be actually three things. So one, the phrase, 
you just detach from outcome. You kind of know where you want to go, but you, it's like, we'll see what happens. I just let it go. The other is this phrase, I think it was Rumi, what you are seeking is seeking you, or maybe it's backwards. What What is seeking you is you, what, anyway, that idea that like, you can't miss where you're being led to. And then the other way is, I think this is Ram Dass, like that idea of you can't push the river. And that's been so helpful to me. Like you just literally can't, like if you're in water, you can't push your hand in water. It You just have to go with the actual water current. And that is the energy of the universe taking you there. So you can just, what are you going to do? Build a little beaver wall and just try and stack the, you know, soft water, but like, just like, go with it. This is my life. I am in control. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? Yeah, no you can't stop, stop it. Me. So you might as well just float on with where it's taking you. It's a real kind of beautiful because I almost use the same one when I'm working through people and understanding that more you tap into yourself to create that flow, I call it like that beaver wall with all the junk. Uh-huh. I call the uh-huh. junk in the trunk up in the head. And it's like but when you get in the flow, like that junk uh-huh. will come to the fore. Yes. Like it flows down the river. So you have to acknowledge it. You have to see it. And then you have to let go of it in some shape or form. And that frees up the space for more flow in your life. But I really appreciate the fact that you're just walking through that for people because I know it's, it's a common question I get asked. And like I always say, it's always great to get a different perspective and understanding of where it kind of comes from. But what an example, though, like in that moment, in such a short space of time of surrendering, and it just kind of flipped around. Yeah. How I'm, 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 I'm going, like, I'm really trying because, like, you know, being there like that. So I could get you I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and I'm like, wow, this is like an overwhelming sense of emotions all here of one. And it's like, how did you feel like when you were kind of got into that flow? Did you really have to acknowledge in yourself that you're kind of releasing the the, the Yeah, chick I flick? had to release. Yeah, absolutely. I had to accept that I was gonna be more like at that time I would say it more on the the woo-woo side is what and I just had to accept. I just had to accept, like, okay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that I'm going to be that and almost like letting go of one identity and going to the truer, more authentic identity that I was supposed to do at that time. And I suppose you kind of, almost like it's in a way you kind of yeah. let it come out. You must got to yeah. discover it. And I find that something like way like that. And it's like there's it's nothing a, yeah, wrong with that dream perfect. of being a chick flick novelist. It's just, if it's not like the road you're supposed to be on, then it, you're on the wrong road. If it's your road, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm a teacher by trade. And it's like, it was not that traditional teaching path was not the road. And same kind of like, I didn't quite have the plane with the oxygen masks. I had the Fukushima earthquake with, you know, 9.0 and shaking the earth and radiation and all the rest of it and needed to leave. And I had to, it changed my whole path. It was the very, it was that whole, it was, what am I supposed to do? It was such unpredictable circumstances. But I think it's almost the same, like it was these things, these abilities, or my uh, chance or choice to use these abilities was kind of just yeah. revealed. Yeah. It was like, here it is. And I'm like, okay <laughs> and just just going yes and going with that flow and like i always say like if i look at that point and before that if anybody had said to me that this is what i would be doing with my life i would have laughed in their face 
Um, and I'm pretty sure no <laughs> guidance counselor at high school was going to say, by the way, I think you'd be really good on stage talking to dead people. You know, so it's, and I think that that's why I try to uh, show, and that's what I love about your story, because it's very similar in the fact of, I think, you know, universe really worked with us. Yeah. To allow it, it's there. It just allowed it to see how it can work for us and with us rather than trying to contrive it and put it in a box and conform with what society is in that essence. And look what you've done with it. Look at the journey. Look, look at, this is amazing. I love this. So you've, you've come this far, you've had this surrender, you've got the agent, <laughs> by the way, can you pass me the name later on? I can, <laughs> it's just like an agent who's interested in channeling books. I'm like, where is this person? No, it's, it's great because it's, the great thing is it's becoming far more accepted and a little bit more mainstream now, which is a wonderful thing for all of us. And kind of like working forward. But obviously there's, I love the fact that you've really obviously just run with this. You've gone with that flow. But it's interesting because when we do this, things start to happen. But I just want to reiterate, has it, even though that boat capsized, okay, you like you said, that capsized, you've gone through that. That's the growth. You're on this journey. How's the sailing with that new boat been since then? It's similar, actually. I don't know if... <laughs> It's for me continually being so stubborn and um, getting easily getting off track. The universe, it's like wrestles with me to get me back on. So I think what what it means is that it's fine to fail. Like I failed so like things haven't worked. You know, you get so excited about one thing and then it doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. That falls apart. And yeah, okay. But for me, I think the impact of having such a definitive event helped me because I know not everybody gets that kind of definitive event where it's 24 hours. So, but that helped me like every time I would doubt, I would could kind of look back and go, well, that was such a weird thing. It's got to be like, I can count that that was real. I'm just going to keep going. And then I would just keep going. I don't know. I, I don't think failing's a problem really. Like for anybody out there, I, I just think you just keep going. One of my favorite little quotes that I rely on for that is from Thomas Edison. He experimented with the light bulb, like the old humble light bulb that which we take for so granted these days. And it was 2,000 times or over 2,000 times before he found how it worked. But he didn't look at it as failure. He says that I was, no, I didn't fail 2,000 times. I actually figured out 2,000 times how it didn't work. You got to look at that mindset to start with, like, he, he knew he was, he was onto something, but he was just about finding out how it was going to work. And I like that because probably now you're looking back, you don't see them as failures per se. You just realize that was the universe wrestling with you. For me, I really have loved getting to meet and work with so many people along the path so that I think when I first started out, I was like, oh, I'll make money and you know, this will be awesome. And and I do, like I do. I needed to make money to support my family and so forth. But what's been the most important is meeting these other people and helping them open up to their own gifts and just kind of like spreading the word. And that's been like, if you look at, if you look back at like, what is, what is the meaning of my life been? It's, it hasn't been about being psychic or a channel. It's been about helping other people feel better and find their way and not have as much suffering. And that's been the point of the whole thing. I'm hearing that. I'm gone. Yeah. That is just, 
absolutely love that. Yeah. It's just, it's being of service and just helping people. And I, I do, it's, yeah, like I love that. What you say is like, you know, helping them to find ease in their life, to, you know, ease the suffering. But it's so, so true. And that, and I love what, what a, you could, in my book, you know, I'm, I might be a bit biased because I'm in the same boat, but I'm like, what a great purpose. What a great mission. For me, like the particular people, like, so I work with a lot of people who have a lot of gifts or they have hidden gifts that they didn't know they have. And a lot of people are introverted or very sensitive or kind of quirky or don't fit in right. And like me, all those things. And, and so reaching out and helping create community for people that maybe didn't feel they fit in and saying, yes, look, here we are. We're all this way. And that's, that's very supportive because mainstream doesn't, you know, necessarily support this type of activity or field. So it's nice to just have that community of others who are experiencing similar things. Community is a big, big aspect. And you, you, you form that and you've really helped uh, cultivate a lot of that in, in your field. And that's evident by everything. Like, that's me. Honestly, people, go and check out her website. It is like, you can see... Sarah's been at this for a while. She's been cultivating and there's no weeds in that garden. I'm telling you, that garden's pristine. It's like a, the old Roman day gardens from back of the Roman Empire. It's just beautiful and, and cultured and there's so much there. You might want to walk in and go, <gasps> where do I begin? And you just start by taking the first step in and having a look at it. But it is so true. It's like, you know, working in that. Now, as you know, like a common question I ask people, especially the first time on here is like, you know, the inner power. It's like we've got the three points and it's about the awaken, align, and achieve. Which one do you feel resonates more with you and the work that you're doing? Well, I think those are three beautiful categories. And I'm definitely on the awaken piece, helping people see just like my experience with the blinders, like you don't have to go through with a mainstream life you can really be who you came here to be, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be being a psychic or medium or any of that. It's just, what did you come here to do? And it's like waking up to that that's possible. And that's actually why we're here. And I think you, again, hit a really important point there, is that even if you might gravitate to like the spirituality side of things or any of these abilities, but to be oneself doesn't necessarily have to incorporate using those abilities in your life like in a full-time way there's more to us and that's me because if that was all that was meant to be then our world would be very very different yeah i was yeah i was thinking about this um earlier today actually like i'm a terrible awful cook really bad i i burn everything i mix it wrong i don't time it right i get into a panic mode when i go into the kitchen and so like I can't do that. I can do clairvoyance. So simple. But we need all kinds of people to do what they came here to do and to do what we came here to do. So we all are doing our piece of the puzzle. Nothing is better or worse than the other. It's all needed, all of our gifts that we came in with. So it's like, what, what did we each come in for finding that? And like sometimes we have to lean into this side of our life. And that's what I say to people, like, I, I don't see it as just gifts, like the spirituality or that faith aspect is an important part of most people's life. And, but sometimes by leaning into that, you can discover those pieces of the puzzle. Now, I'm going to throw you another curveball here. And, you know, I can see how it's like, oh my God, here we go. Like, no, there's no preparation. Okay? Yes. 
So Sarah's the Aquarian. She's the rebel, gets the stuff. I'm the Gemini. I'm all about impromptu, you know, aspects. You keep it fun and, you know, whatever else. But just off the top of your head, and because I love it because, you you know, part of your mission is helping people find their piece of the puzzle. Off the top of your head, what's what's one case where you remember you've helped someone find that piece of their puzzle? Can you share that with us? I actually think this is a thing that I do most days of the week, actually. A lot of the work that I do involves working with guides or um, sometimes with the departed or with um, nature, like all the ways that we can be connected to or communicated with. And having someone have an experience where they go in and meet a spirit guide, for example, in my work, or maybe we'll take them through some mediumship and they'll meet an ancestor that they've never known before, or they'll do an exercise and they'll discover you know, their partner's cheating on them and it's confirmed or like, so they will just access information that heals or uh, alerts or guides them to how to navigate their life. It's like doing the tools of the teaching and then them having the aha for their own life. I wish I could be more specific. I know there's just like so many things happen for people, like, especially like the ancestry work lately. People have been going in and correcting karma in the ancestral lineage and they go in and they're just crying and like this, that was amazing. Or we've been as a group doing some healing work. One person in the group went into a coma and we were able to have a, like an emergency session of of some of the people in the group. And we did like a healing and she came out of it. And so it's just kind of every day is filled with like these remarkable instances. And that's just kind of how it is. And you're going to be putting you on the spot with that one because it was like, there is so much involved in the work. I wish I had a great story, but it's like, there's just so many stories. It's hard to know. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, just to see where it's going. I was like, I thought, I'm not, I'm being prompted. I'll listen to the prompt. We'll see where we need to go. But it is, it's, it is amazing how it can work. And the one thing that I really value there is we can teach and people, like, honestly, anybody who's listening or watching, you can learn. You can learn and learn and learn. You can learn uh, as much as you want, but there's something profound in the experience. And I think that's what is great about your work series because you help foster that ex personal experience for people and whether it, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's the guides or the ancestral healing, but you find there's power in that personal experience for people learning. You know, a lot of people are really do, do a lot of practices. Like they might have a meditation practice or yoga practice, or they've been to therapy or they've done this and that. And it's kind of remarkable to me because just going in and connecting to the guides, for example, which is so powerful and uplifting and astounding. And they've never had that experience before. They never thought it was possible. And then they can go do that every single day. And the life changes when suddenly, instead of trying to navigate everything on your own, you've got these magnificent helpers who can help you sort things out. And yeah, it's just astounding. And and sometimes with people in the mediumship, in teaching them that, and then they'll have that experience of, you know, a, a grandparent will come and first they'll be like, how do I know I'm not, we might get this all the time, but how do I know I'm not making this up? And then the grandparent will appear in like some outfit that 
they didn't even remember. And then there it is. Or the grandparent will provide some exquisitely precise, you know, information for them. And it kind of blows their mind because then it shifts every part of the paradigm like, oh, there is life after death. Oh, we do reincarnate. Oh, this isn't all there is. And then it's like, you know, the whole thing opens up. And that is pretty remarkable, too, because I think a lot of times they didn't think it would be that deep and they didn't think they could do it. And then they can. And this is for I think pretty much everyone can do it. I've only had a couple types of people that really are already doing a really, really strong meditation practice, like the type of meditation where you're meditating for hours and hours. And sometimes you go too far deep into meditation and you can't access that sweet spot yeah, the gap. That yeah. Yeah, there's a gap in between. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's I am totally because I you know when I have help people, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. But I I I don't get anything. So they're gone, and you're like, yeah. I I so one of the things I do for that is I'll have an exercise where I tell people, okay, I want you to go to a rock concert and connect to the guides. I want you to go to the grocery store. I want you to go to your workout, and all these weird places, and I want you to do the process there. And then you'll see, you can do it. You don't even have to have your eyes closed. You can just go there. It's all around that conscious space. That's it. That's, it is, it's, it's an amazing thing trying to, but it can be hard to get through to some people going, you don't need to go that deep. It's not always a necessity. And, you know, and it's like, oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely yeah. going to have a conversation about that at some point. <laughs> so, but I'm reminding myself, <laughs> and I've got my team here going, stay on task, Pete, stay on task, stay on task. And everybody knows me long enough. It's like, well, this, like, away we go. We're talking for hours on end. Just, I don't mind. I can talk for hours on end, but uh, we've got to be mindful of the listeners because they're probably going, but Pete, I'm only driving, listening to this podcast for 30 minutes. And it's like two hours. I can't do it, you know? So I'll be mindful, but uh, but it's beautiful. But it's something definitely uh, worth noting and, and making people aware of that you can have access to yeah. that at any given time. But it will come when it's ready. And when that connection's ready, I believe it's when it does, it's a beautiful moment. And it's an experience, isn't it? Like, it's so personal. I found mine so personal. It's like finding yeah, best yeah. friends forever. You know, some of these movies, uh, I can't think of it, but some of these movies where um, they should, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember which ones, but they'll, they'll show spirit guides like hanging out as the buddies. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Like they're not physically in the flesh, at least for me, they're not. But yeah, they're just always there. And you've had this divine team to sort things out with like a higher level of understanding than the human level. And that's really interesting. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's a real kind of experience, and they do. And like the great thing is, once you do tap into that, they can help. Like, and I like the way you said that with the divine, like on this higher level or guiding things the way that we do. And I think you know, with a lot of time, you know, and focus and awareness and energy and practice, uh, the same thing. Even how we've connected is just listening and going, okay, there's something divine going on here. And that's kind of cool. So, and it kind of leads us into the next question where I want to take it because it is, it's like, you really are that inspiration of how you've taken this moment of surrendering and really kind of going with it. Of course, there's ups and downs and stuff like that, but I wanted to just showing people that it can be done once you listen to it. What was probably one of the biggest challenges that you faced stepping into this on a real like full-time basis and accepting this role well the first 
thing was my mom because I was raised. <laughs> you didn't, okay. you didn't like, think you that was going to happen. Like, everybody there, yeah, there, so there, the there. first book, um, my first book was called Writing the Divine. It was, I was all about channeling and it included channeling. And my mom was so excited that I, I was having this book, right? And, but I had forgotten to mention to her that it was about psychic stuff because, you know, she, it was just like, no, that was just a hard no for her. It was just, we don't do that. And so I just kept telling her my book was about writing, right? Because it's called Writing the Divine. So I kept saying, yeah, mom, my book's about writing. And then, and she actually marched down to the, the Barnes and Noble. That's the book, big bookstore down here. The day the book came out to get her daughter's book. And then, you know, the, what is that? The, the goose was cooked or <laughs> and then, And then she's like, what is this about? And I had to... Again, stepping into like coming out into the true identity. So that was the first part, which has self over time, but that was really different. The spiritual closet is what I call it. Yeah, it was really different for our family. We didn't have anybody that did anything like that. Well, you certainly announced it by the sounds <laughs> of it. It's like, you know, uh, your mum goes down to the bookstore and it's like, what's all this about? Where's, you know? yeah. and, it doesn't matter. I think everybody can relate to you, your parents <laughs> at some point going, what's all this about? What have you done? What? Hang on. Explain yes, this to what me. Is, what does this mean? <laughs> but then the other thing for me is like, I'm just really shy. And I do fine in this kind of setting, but like to walk into like a big expo or body, mind, spirit fair. And, you know, you set up your at the beginning, like you set up your table and then all these people. And it was just energetically super overwhelming for me. And that was, that's been hard, like just being so introverted and yet needing to teach. Like it's, they don't match. And yet, so I teach, but then I have to remember to kind of sort my energy out just by being, having quiet time. And whereas people that are really extroverted, like they just thrive on all the, you know, getting on stage and the intention attention and so forth and they don't need that recharge but for me it's like oh we do okay we do we do because as soon as you mentioned quiet time i'm like you're speaking my language it's the hardest thing to explain to people and it'd be interesting to see if you can actually relate this because i totally can understand like needing that balance recharge the energy and i say to people it's and i, I honestly thought it was a gemini thing <laughs> so, like, because gemini's thrive on social aspect it is a big thing it's a big thing for me but what i've found when i've stepped into this work is very similar even though i can get up on stage and i can be you know in an audience of you know hundreds of people but as soon as like if i've done a lot of work with a lot of people i nearly need to shut myself away yeah from the world and i need to recalibrate and recenter my energy but it's really, and my wife hates this about me. She's like, oh, you just, you're, you're either on or you're off. You're on or you're off. And I'm right. like, well, that's just the way that I work, you know? So, it, and so if I'm working throughout the week and I'm like, come home on the weekend and I've done a couple of shows or whatever, I feel so bad and guilty sometimes because my kids and my wife are like, okay, let's go out. We're going to go here. We'll go, we'll go to this festival. We'll go. I'm like, I don't want to see people. I don't want to be around people. I, it's, I'm overwhelmed. I'm drained. Oh, I need this like insulation period. Yes. And, you know, they kind of go, but you're home. And it's like, oh, but I need to recharge. But the weird part is after a couple of days, they're like, okay, where's the people? Take me to a shopping center. I, or give me, I need people. And it is, I, 
can't deny I'm I'm an author. I do have that. So do you do you get that like even though you're saying insulated and like you get overwhelmed, you re- recharge. Do you find sometimes though you want to connect, like you want to be more around people? Um, Maybe that's just me. It could be. It could be no, just a I think thing. I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty reclusive. I I'm sort of reclusive and hermit like. I'm mostly with my family, my husband, my family, and then I'm with my student groups or my team. There's not a lot of room for extra socializing with the neighbors. Like my husband was like, how many neighbors do you know? And I'm like, I think I know two of them maybe. And he's like, knows everybody, you know, so, <laughs> it, but it's okay. But it's like accepting, like, again, it's like, what is, who, who is your authentic self and just doing that? Like your way, What's my way. What's natural for you. Yeah, yeah. Not trying to fight and put yourself into a different space. And again, that's such a great thing to remind people is don't fight it. If it's who you are, yeah. just kind of really, really go with it. But I love the fact that you recognize that that energy calibration and space. And so it's like, and this kind of uh, is a great lead in because, you know, I, I love it. Like I'm thinking, wow, like I'm in the middle of, you know, at the time of this recording, going through my second book totally different from my first one it's also a channeled reference book totally look i can speak i'm good at speaking writing time sit down focus it's like oh my god too much routine not good for gemini right (laughs) but i love this you've written so much and you put so much out there what do you do to stay focused how do you get focused on all your work and keep going with it all how do you manage it well i've been doing it a long time so i didn't do it all like this year it's been you know uh, um <laughs> a, you can't tell me you did this is this is all covid you did it last month i just whipped this together no um well i think that's that's part of it is is you know some people are just really highly specifically focused on one thing and that is kind of I don't, I have already raised my family. And so there's a lot of space now. I don't know. And writing was always just like, that was the easiest thing for me. And writing is very simple. That's just always been almost like a very easy skill for me. But a lot of it is, so it's the universe. Like a lot of things happen because at the beginning, like I was broke. I just needed to like create another course so that we could have groceries that week you know it was literally that much or and then things would help come and people would say would you like to do this and I just pretty much always said yes like yeah I'll do that one and then I'll do that I kind of it looks like there was a plan but I don't really think there was a plan really it just was like that makes me feel so much better about myself I don't think so (laughs) I don't think there was a plan it was like it was like maybe I'd start to have a lot of mediumship experiences like when my father passed and then I would be like well I'm going to make a course about this so people can learn how or I'd start to have nature experiences and then I'd be like okay I'm going to translate that into a book or something and oh beautiful word was, I love the yeah, way it was just like, like that yeah it was just like what was happening to me I put into a, a form wow that's the epitome of going with the flow isn't it yeah yeah and I've had like you know I've had pretty much extreme tragedy and trauma the last couple of years. And I, like uh, other people in these, it, like, it's not like our lives are perfect at all. We don't necessarily present 
here is my life tragedy and trauma. Would you like to read a book on it? No, thank you. <laughs> so, so I kind of stick to like the teaching. I don't try and share all my personal stuff, but it's there just like everyone has. Everyone is dealing with so much stuff all the time. I'm, I'm really aware of that. I just want to say thank you for sharing that because it's something that I think, especially with the lovely social media world, it's something that can be kind of either be misinterpreted or sometimes misconstrued with people's point of view. You know, you, we do have those things, but we just, I think, would you say it's kind of helps you because you, that teaching mode, you kind of compartmentalize it. Well, I'm here. I've got to, I want to help you. So you just kind of put that hat on and you stay focused on that. Yeah. And go about it that way. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of, of you just take on, uh, or even sometimes it's actually the 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 technology is a entrainment to like the minute I go on Zoom or the minute I get my headphones in, boom, I, or a microphone, boom, it it taps in and and then I take it off. <laughs> <laughs> like where's the snacks? That's Lack my to next reality. Question. Yeah, where? Yeah, the next question. Yeah, yeah. And look, I've just got this image. I was like, yeah, you know, you're taking your headphones off, and your husband walks in. So, I spoke to the neighbor. Do you know them? <laughs> and you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I get that too. It's like you know, because it is, and you you get so in the zone sometimes, and then all of a sudden your partner comes and asks you, what? Um, just can't. Can we backtrack five steps? I just need to catch up. I've been in a different world. <laughs> so one thing I think is happening with all this Zoom and um, podcasts and, and phones and like we're learning telepathy now, like in who knows how long, but at some point we're going to be able to just do this kind of communication without the devices. We can't do it yet, but in future human. And so this is what we're learning now. Like we couldn't have done this 20 years ago, probably. I don't think so. I don't even know if we had phones 20 years ago. So things are moving very quickly in terms of our ability to communicate. And pretty soon, like, I think my little laptop is so fancy, but, you know, it's just going to be like a laughable, like those giant cell phones, you know, that they show in the movies. Like, it looks like a brick. Yeah, it's it's just all going to be different ways. And people thought they were cool walking around with the phone hanging off there. It was big, you know. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. There were were bricks. And the old car phones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a big thing and it was a cool thing to have a car phone. Yeah. a phone in the car. Yeah. And it's amazing to think we've all got a phone in the car these days and it walks around. And we're so attached to them now, which is another whole, there's an episode right there waiting to be spoken about, but. We'll save that for another one. But honestly, it's I love the lead in and like where you're kind of heading with it. And now you really feel like you're culminating a lot of your work in your next phase. Is that correct? Yeah. I think now's the time to take like the body of work of all because I have 33 courses and the books and all. And like, how do I make this more condensed or just make it more usable and make it more easy for people to use? So, that's what I'm starting. I, I I don't really know how to do that, but I'm just going to be like, what doesn't work anymore? And just toss that away. Trust the process. I've yeah. literally just gone through that at the time I was recording. I, I did the same thing. I yeah. took multiple courses and I'm like, no, how can I blend this? Make it more condensed in one thing to help people in a more succinct and compact and impactful way. Yeah. And that's why I saw it. Yeah. Totally appreciate it. But you know what? In the meantime, while you're getting all that together, where can people come and check you out? Where can people come and reach out to you and go, this woman is 
knowledge plus. She's got the experience. So I bet you there's someone listening going, oh, this sounds like me. Oh, my God. So where can they find you? Well, they can't come to my house because that would be very awkward. But I don't, <laughs> They can become a neighbor. <laughs> but then I wouldn't know them because I'm always just at home. So, yeah. No, they can go to sarahweisman.com. And I know where you you are, there's an actress, but it, I'm not the same person. There's an actress, Sarah Wiseman, but it's just sarahweisman.com. And pretty much everything's there. I am on social media, but not very act. I mean, it's out. I don't really respond that way. Just email me if you want to be in touch. And, and oh, people, they have a look, unless yeah. you're honest, going, <laughs> I've got the social media profiles. I'm doing the right thing by business standards. Yeah, but, but it's I don't not really look at thing. that. Yeah, I, yeah, just no, email cool. me. I love yeah. it. It's honest. It's, okay, yeah. see, it's all about being the natural then. Yeah. Again, that is what it is. So, but you can check her out there. It's obviously uh, Sarah Wise, and I'll put that up in the show notes for everybody who wants to check it out. But honestly, what a pleasure it has been to connect with you, talk to you, get to know more about you. It has been absolutely a pleasure. Just, I just want to say once again, thank you. And that's oh, Sarah Wiseman, everyone. Thank you. I just had a wonderful time. Thank you, Peter. And no doubt, I, look, I'm going to get you back. You're going to be back. So, and I've got a challenge here. So just before we sign off, like, you know, she's like, oh, I'm not used to so oh, she Clearly, once we get in the same room, physical room together, Sarah, it's going to be a game changer, right? <laughs> look, we're going to make things happen. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be good. But I'm looking forward to it. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. But thank you again so much for your time. Thank you.